Three years ago in Rockdale, the small halfling town nestled at the northern base of the Vorgarag Mountains. Nina Dari enters Ye Old Ferret to meet Tobias Forge for an evening meal. Hey, Nina. Hello, Tobias. Nina sits down at the table across from you. I take her hand and... How was your day? Oh, well, I'm just glad I'm here with you now. Yeah, well, let's order something. Uh, waiter, can we get two, two of these? So, uh, I, I did have something I need to talk to you about. Um, Hork has found Danzig. Oh, up to his usual tricks, I suppose. Well, I, I mean, you know, we haven't seen him in a while, and and, and Hork's been able to, to track him. He told me, and tomorrow I'm going to go up and find him. Up into the mountains. Yeah, yeah, in the mountains. You, you, you know how dangerous it, it, it can be up there. All, all the orcs. Yeah, I know, I know, but is he's my brother, and I think. I, th- I think I need to go find him and, and bring him back. He's... You know what he's into. He, you bring him back tomorrow, and the day after, he'll be gone again. Look, he's a good guy, and I think we just... I just need to talk to him and let him know that, you know, we, we all care about him here, and, and he's he's part of our family, and, and I think he's a reasonable guy. You just don't know him well. I... I I think I know him enough. I mean, you know what they say. They've been talking about him around town. All, all, all this this stuff he's into, these... I know what it looks like, but like I said, he's a good... Pro- it, it, just because somebody does things that maybe people don't always understand doesn't mean they're a bad person. And and listen, Nina, I, I know you don't want me to go, but I'm going to go. And that's, that's it. And... She, your hand still on her. She squeezes your own hand and listen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming with you. Then I, you won't go in there alone. And no, you're not going with me. I is, I'm, I'm not afraid of Danzig. I don't think there's going to be any problems. So it's, it's not dangerous. But I just don't think it's a place for you to go. If it's not dangerous, then there shouldn't be a problem. If it's you and with Horik. You, what you say, I agree. I, if he's part of the family, then so am I. Okay. The following morning, Nina and Shaft are traipsing up this mountain pass, and Nina chimes in. I, I, I do not like it up here. Danzig better be into some serious trouble for us to have to come all the way out here for It'll be okay. Hey, watch out. Here, come over here. Come closer to come closer to me. Nina's elegantly crafted leather boots, they send a pile of pebbles skipping over the edge of this mountainous trail into this deep ravine to your right. And she reaches out for you, catching your arm and steadying herself, preventing a fall into the, the chasm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of push her over to the upper side of me, uh on the on the upper side of the, the cliff and and sort of walk along with her and hold on to her, sort of her upper arm with, with my hand and, uh, and and walk along and so, I mean, Nina I, I, 
everything's going to be all right. And and we'll go back home and, and everything will be the way it was, but I I need to do this. I I know you understand. That's fine and she's got an iron grip on your hand as well after that near fall. But this this has to be the last time if if he runs off again, that's this has to be it. Uh, okay. I I get I get your concern. This will be the last time. I I promise. Oh, there he is. Look. You can see him right around the corner. And I raise my hand up to Horik and I go, Horik! Over here! And the two of you approach a half-orc clad in furs and sporting the tribal colors of, of, of the Gorlock. One of many orc clans that live in the Borgrag Mountains. And he, of course, waves back. Tobias, where you bring the girl for? She wanted to tag along. I mean, I don't think there's going to be any issues and I sort of give him a look and uh, uh, of you know there's not going to be any issues kind of look and uh, and say she'll be fine I mean she's with us attracted to him to the back the top of the damn world they have their higher door and Dean can wad just to get the book but I have a swatch them them I did this too ah well, are they far from here? Hey, just just a ways up. All right. Well, let's just go get him. Yeah, and Horik gestures as he's you know saying just just a ways up. He kind of gestures back to the sky, and you can clearly see swirling above this mountain's peak, in which you are very close to these ink black clouds, letting loose cracks of lightning strikes, immediately followed by the boom of thunder, close enough to shake the ground beneath your feet. He'd be storming that dirt for hours. But that's Mount Necrosis. Hey, it'd be quick, quick, quick the blither to take a gander. Oh, jeez, is that where they're at? Aye. Oh, crap. I look over at Nina, and I sort of give her a look and try to hide my, uh, my worry, and this goes, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Her hand tightens even more. <laughs> uh, let's pick up the pace. Continuing the climb along this trail, the steepness takes a sharp increase the closer you get to the summit. And now you're you're now in the downpour of this storm's rainfall. As if you've just stepped into this wall of water, it's suddenly upon you. And strangely, you, you can taste salt in the water. And it soaks the three of you to the bone as if you've plunged into the sea itself. But reaching the top, you find a scene of carnage laid out before you in this natural stone clearing. Dozens of bodies they lay discarded to either side of it. Halflings, humans, many of them orcs, clad in the same tribal colors that Hork wears, now plastered to his body from the rains. The ground is flooded with red as the salt water mixes with the coagulated and fresh blood alike. Standing in the middle of it all, somehow untouched by this downpour, are Danzig the halfling and Surma the turquoise-colored tiefling. Seeing the three of you, Surma's face, it instantly turns into an annoyed scowl. She draws a long, curled wand carved from a dark wood to look like a tentacle. She waves it in the air above her head. Suddenly, the rain stops. The amorphous clouds above begin to clear and, and dissipate 
as an eerie silence falls on the mountain top all around you. Small droplets of bloodied water, they begin to rise from the flooded ground, suspended in the air for the briefest of moments, before shooting towards Surma and Danzig, converging on a single point behind them. You feel the moisture atop your own skin, it slides off of your body, the water itself being pulled from your soaked clothes. And in seconds, the, the rocky floor of this clearing, it's bone dry, as are the three of you. Danzig and Surma now stand before a huge, perfect, shimmering sphere of blood-red water. The tiefling, she gently caresses the sphere, finally seeing the signs of a smirk she sends a ripple across its surface. And Danzig, a broad smile forms on his face as he sees you, Tobias. Brother, you're just in time to join us. I sort of put my hand on Nina and, and push her back, and I put my other arm out. I say, Danzig, yes, come, come here, come to me. He frowns kind of, his gaze shifts to Nina and Horik. Well, I'm afraid we don't need your your friends. That part's over. And Danzig puts a hand out to you as he takes a step forward. I I also take a step or two forward towards him, but watching uh, Surma as I do, keeping an eye and and sort of giving him a a, a wave, like, move faster towards me. But Nina puts a hand on your your own shoulder. No, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. Tobias, no, please, please. Look at this. This is this is madness. We let's just leave. Let's just get out of here. We can l- let your brother do what he may do. I push her back harder, back towards Horik, and then I move forward uh, another couple steps. Come on, Danzig. It, it's it's time to go home. And Horik grabs a hold of Nina as Nina tries again to grab a hold of you. Y- y- can I do that, Missy? He may be wee, but look at the door face. He knows what he do. Okay, I look back at her and 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 Hork, and then over to Surma again, and then take quite a few steps forward towards Danzig quickly. And Danzig matches and rushes to you, and he wraps you in a tight embrace. And he, he whispers in your ear, his tone changing from that jubilant and excitement when he first saw you. Please, please, brother, just please save me. I, I sort of grab onto him. And uh, I look over to Surma, and I take a couple steps back, starting to uh, to drag him along with me. And Surma says, "Enough of this. The next life it awaits for him." And she flicks her wand towards Danzig. A watery tendril quickly extends from this red sphere, wraps around Danzig's waist, wrenches him from your grasp, and pulls him into the sphere. He disappears with an outstretched hand, nothing but a ripple as the fear begins to shrink, seeming to fold in on itself until it completely disappears. I, <laughs> I'm in shock. I, uh, I, I step back, I look over at, at Surma and back at Horik, and I pull out my dagger. And, and Horik, in as much shock as you, Nina as well, his grip on Nina goes limp. And Surma looks directly at you, Tobias. <sighs> no need to mourn your loss here. Danzig is ascending to a much higher purpose. One that your feebly small mind couldn't possibly begin to comprehend. And Horror kind of snaps out of his own daze. 
and in a quick fluid motion he draws the battle axe from his back and charges Surma and again she just raises her wand very methodically concentrated blast of energy emits from the tip of it slamming Hork in the chest knocking him backwards she again turns her attention to you Tobias I, I'm gonna run out I'm gonna run towards her I got my dagger out I'm gonna try to take her out and she just says goodbye Vupilualvar and she blinks out of sight gone from this mountaintop as your dagger meets air where she once was I'm gonna sort of stagger over to the area where Danzig had disappeared and, and look at the ground and see you know if there's anything left and fall to my knees and put my head down. Well, I guess he's gone. And you see a single smattering of blood and nothing else. Six months after the events at the summit of Mount Necrosis, Nina and Tobias are taking a stroll through the hills near the city limits of Rockdale. Tobias, why don't you, you don't talk to me. Talk to me, Tobias. I, I talk to you. Not, not like we used to. I mean, seems like you've just been shutting me out these last six months. I'm not shutting you out. It certainly feels that way. Do you still, you feel the same way about me? Do you still love me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You t- you told me that day that would be it. That the last time. Danzig's gone, Tobias. I know. We we don't need to talk about it. But then what would we talk about? There's something You're not well, the talk same. about whatever you want. I, I'm I'm here. I'm standing right here. Is it you? Is it a shell of you? That's all. That's all that's left. I, I don't know what you want. I, I, I'm, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm here. I, I want the old Tobias. I am the old. I'm, I'm the same Tobias that I've ever been. I, I don't think. I just don't think you are. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. Then. There's nothing left to be said. I don't know what you want me to say. Just... Tell me that you still want a life together. I... uh, Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's what we have. (sighs) No, we can have so much more. Look, Nina, I don't know what you want me to say. Just, just, I don't, there's no problem. Everything's fine. If you, if you truly believe that, then I don't know, there's no repairing this rift between us. Uh, Yeah, I, I, whatever. Goodbye, Tobias. 
What do you What do you mean goodbye? I'm leaving Rockdale. You're. Where are you going? What do you mean you're leaving Rockdale? I'm leaving. I have a friend in Victure, and I'm gonna go stay with them for a while. Okay. I could use another drink, Shaft. How about you? Oh, hell yeah, I can use uh, two or three more. Especially if I gotta listen to another story about how fast Falzerin can swim. Well, mayhaps he could tell us instead about what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. Boarding Grimby Chum's newest vessel, the Rising Two, the party is introduced to the eclectic crew and settle in for the trip to Heracleon. Uh, yeah, what do you, what do you expect us to do? I just hope you sit back and enjoy the ride we be in Heracleon, uh... Hopefully in the day's time. It's not long into their trip until trouble brews. A large shadow passes beneath the waves, nearly twice the size of the rising two. Fearing the worst, Shaft turns to the Etten rower, Statdorf. Hey Statdorf, you guys ever kill a Kraken before? Well, no, I... not exactly. We've, uh, we've tangled with one before, but, uh, you don't want to mess with those things if you don't have to. Yeah, our last captain, and I emphasize last, he, he thought he'd be a good idea. The shadow surfaces to reveal the long, seed-like shape of a ship. The top half splits open like a clam, one end raising into the air to reveal an upper deck lined with glowing cannons. A dozen drowned blades, and Surma, the tiefling. The cannons fire. Water splashes onto the deck, forming into giant spiders. Simultaneously, another uh, wolf spider reconstitutes on the deck. And the two remaining pairs of puddles, they slide together to form a slick-looking spider that's more than twice the size of the, the wolf spiders. And we can roll initiative. Battle ensues on the deck of the Rising 2, as the cannons glow an orangey-red and blast into the hull of Grimby's new ship. Something stored deep below explodes. It appears Falzerin has bought the next round and is headed this way. Ah, and the adventure continues. Mia, can you make me a concentration check, please, to maintain your storm? above the attacking boat oh okay so i got 18 okay you are fine you got well above the dc so your storm is still up yeah boy next initiative is shaft so the lot of you in the water which is everybody except mia the you know the the boat has been overturned and basically the the like the the white of the wave head kind of obscuring any vision so shaft why don't you make me a survival check uh 17 what do you want to do? So, is the boat in a way that I can swim to it and grab onto it and still 
still float? Is it totally upside down, like I could get underneath of it? It's completely capsized, and yeah, you could get underneath of it. Absolutely. I think that's what I'll do. I'll swim down underneath and sort of come up with the air underneath the boat, sort of grab onto the seat and sort of hang there for a few minutes. A few minutes? Dear. I want them to think I'm dead. Oh, right, Surma. Shikara, could you also make me a survival check, please? Thirteen. Okay, what would you like to do? Uh, well, swim up to the top of the water first, and then I'm going to look around and see if I can see anybody else and if anybody needs my help. You get to the surface and you see Mia still up in the air with her angelic wings, the wreckage of na- the rising two now kind of littering the sur- wave surface around you, and you have yet to see anyone else surface yet. You see both of the boats overturned in the water as well. A little singed, but they still look like they may be functional. How clear is the water? Like, if I dove back down, could I look around and try and find somebody? Uh, yeah, you certainly could try. Okay, that's what I'm going to do then. Okay, make a perception check. Uh, that's a 15. You see about 15 feet below, you see Falzerin and Sally still under the water. As they were in the boat with you that was overturned. Are they next to each other? No. Does one of them look more hurt and in need than the other? Difficult to tell as they're both reeling from this blast. I know Falzer is is capable of taking care of himself and he's a good swimmer and he can hold his breath really well. So (laughs) I'm going to go try and save Sally. Don't say. (laughs) I've heard that too. (laughs) I'm going to go try and save Sally. Falzer, you can also make a survival check. That is a two. Okay. What would you like to do? Survive. Um, that, that roll's not helping me. If I look around, can I see the surface? Do I get a feel for how deep I am? You are unfortunately do not. You're a little discombobulated and turned around with that very poor survival check. Okay. I'm going to blow out some bubbles and see which way they go. Again, in the, the waves and the, the water crest of the swirl of the explosion... They get mixed up in it. Oh, boy. What would Falzern do? I think without knowing which way is up or down, um, I don't think Falzi's going to just start swimming aimlessly. So he will take his action to cast limited water, water breathing on himself and buy himself some time until he can orient himself a bit. Mia, you've seen Shakara's surface and you see her kind of... Uh, you see her come up and then... Put her head back down, and I guess we didn't clarify if Shakara. It was basically your movement to get to the surface, so you can move a little towards Sally, but it, you're still at the surface, okay? So Mia, you see Shakara here up at the surface. Do I? Did I see Shaft hide or no? No, as he came up right from below the waves to the underneath the boat, so he never actually surfaced in visible in plain view. So there are. 11 undead, five on one side, six on the other, and they're not shooting at us anymore? Or was it just not their turn in the initiative? Well, so they they had just fired. So currently the cannons are not glowing any color. This is where I wish I knew... I didn't know that Shaft hid. You can cut that out. But, like, it's it's changing what I want to do, but it shouldn't. And what falls are did. Attack? Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to figure out... Would I know, like, that killing Surma would, like, disanimate them or anything like that? You have no clue. No idea. 
as you, you've seen them operate autonomously before. So I don't think that would be a conclusion you'd come to. All right, I will choose to target the undead on the left in the middle with my storm. Bolt of lightning flashes down. Each creature within five feet must make a dex saving throw. What is your spell save DC? My spell save DC is 15. Ooh, okay, all but one failed. 11 damage. Okay, good job. And they, are you blasting them back as well? Yeah, they'll go back 10 feet. The storm rage still raging above them just blasts down in the middle of this cluster of four of them and blow them back from their positions at the cannons. Is that all you want to do? You want to move? Well, I can't see anyone but Shakara, right? That's, that's right. Yeah, I'll move to be close to Shakara. Like, hover closer to her couple feet to the right about how far above the how high above the waves are you like five ten feet ish yeah like five ten feet not too far up now on the deck mia and shakar you see the these drowned blades the ones you blast back mia they just take their position up again at, at these cannons and see one kind of twisting and turning and pointing them towards you two and the rest of this debris and again the second one on each of these cannons, uh, except for the one though that only has one guy man, they begin to glow that red, ready orange again. Shaft. Is the ship still moving, or is it sort of staying in the same, like it's anchored down? Well, you can't see the ship, so you do not know. Okay, so um, I'm gonna sort of hold onto the side of the boat, sort of go out and look to see where the ship is, approximately. Then I'm gonna go back under, grab on, and try to swim, pushing the boat towards the ship. Okay. Um, I don't know what kind of speed you want to give me on that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a capsized boat. And as you, when you look, you do see, you know, the boat has gotten closer to your position. It's not like it's coming at full speed, but it is approaching the wreck. I just kick with my little legs, okay. <laughs> sort of going at, sort of Marco Polo in it towards wherever. And I'll kick for a little bit, and then I'll come back up and sort of give a little eyeball out of the water to see if I'm still on target. Okay. <laughs> uh, why don't you Why don't you make me a strength check? That is a twelve. Tiny little legs kicking. You get about ten or fifteen ish feet towards the boat, and of course, Mia and Shakara, you the, you see their small rowboat begin to move, kind of against. We see his little feet. Or perpendicular, <laughs> yeah, right, or perpendicular to, to like the waves themselves, right? As as compared to the other one, which is still slowly bobbing in the aftermath of the explosion. So we know someone is definitely moving it. It appears so, yes. Crap. <laughs> Shakara, you're up. I'm gonna dive down for for Sally. And you are able to reach her, and it does appear that she is unconscious. She's got a big gash across her forehead. Seems like she suffered a blow in the explosion, maybe from a, a piece of debris. She is not as well armored as the rest of you are. So you're able, you can grab a hold of her and uh, you, you can get her to the to the surface. And then, okay, so I imagine that would be all my movement. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that is only your movement. Uh, well, when I get to the surface with her, I will um, give her, I will lay on hands and I will give her um, five points of health. Oh, maybe I should give her more, because if we get hit, she's going to die. 
I haven't used any since our last long rest, so I will give her, I'll give her 10. How much do you have? 30. Oh, wow. Yes, and she kind of comes to and is looking around very confused. Kind of point her in the direction of the rowboat, but not let go of her yet until she's ready. Balzer. Okay, I'd like to try and get my bearings here and see if I can figure out which way is up. Absolutely. Can you make another survival check? Oh, that's much better. Uh, adjusted 20. Okay, there you go. As uh, Even after just a quick brief round, the seas around you, especially under the surface, have, have calmed. Even the, the little bit that they have is enough for you to figure out where exactly you are, and you're about 15-ish feet down below the surface. You can actually kind of see now Shakara's legs, Shakara and Sally's legs kind of kicking uh, above you at the top of the surface. Okay, so I'll swim to the surface. And when I get up there, I'm going to take a look around and, and scan the area. And I think if I'm able to see, I mean, this, this big boat's still easily visible, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you see now for the first time these five of six cannons glowing red again. So the very middle cannon is not glowing, but all the yeah. rest of them are. That's right. Glowing the red, which means very badness. Yeah, that's Damage. what happened last time, right? Yeah. Right. We don't like red. No. So I'm within range. I think I'm going to use um, Eldritch Blast. I will target the a guy from each cannon on the farthest leftmost cannons. So one one dude from each cannon. I've got two raised. So the first roll is a 23. Second one is a 17. Both will hit. Nine points of damage and eight points of damage. The one in this middle of three cannon clusters one of the many that have taken the full brunt of both of Bryn, uh, wow, of both of Mia's <laughs> lightning strikes, and you just blast him back, felling him away from the cannon. The other guy takes it, what is a green blast of lightning-like spell magic, and still up, but you blast him back a little bit. Just landed a decent hit. Mia. All right. Um, first of all. I just realized five rounds into my Radiant Soul that every single turn, once my turn, I can be adding six Radiant damage to someone of my choice. So that sucks that I wasn't doing that. Oh, like when you have your wings out? Yeah, so for the one minute that I have it out, I have a flying speed of 30 feet, and on one once a turn, I can deal extra Radiant damage to one target when I deal damage to it. So like any of those guys I hit, uh, and it equals your level, so I could have been doing that all along, which sucks, but... Okay, am I allowed to, like, pick up people and fly with them? You can definitely try. Or drag them in the water, out of the way. Is Shakar, like, holding Sally? Yeah. So Shakar's holding Sally. Could I, like, pull on Shakar's arm and try to swim her... I don't know, pull her out of where she is, so then the cannons might miss us, I guess. Or would that be my, my whole turn, or can I also attack, or what? That would, uh, I would say that would probably take an action. Also, where would you drag them? Out of the way. I don't know, what's the splash <laughs> You're radius? in the like? middle of the ocean. <laughs> uh, freaking no. What's happening with Grimby? You haven't seen him come up yet. Hmm, okay. Or Stat Door, for that matter. 
All right, after like debating and humming and hawing and looking at Shakara like doggy paddling in her heavy armor, I decide there's nothing I can do to get us far enough away. And I call lightning, um, I call lightning right on top of Surma, which I realize no one else is within five feet, but she does a deck save, which I'm assuming she can't do knockdown. So it just hits her. And a coup de gras, Surma. Yeah. Maybe Shaft can come out of hiding and help us then. <laughs> you worry about you. Shaft's got a plan. That's true. I also wouldn't know you're hiding, I guess. No. See your little feet kicking? <laughs> it's like I you got not. one of those paddle boards <laughs> in the swimming pool and you're That's like a kid learning. That's what I'm it. doing, yeah. yeah. But uh, but underneath, hopefully. Okay, your lightning strike blasts into Surma's unmoving body on, on this deck. Roll your damage. A zero means ten, right? Yeah. Not zero? That's right. Yeah. Fifteen damage. I'm going to maybe fly in front, like put myself between the boat and Chikara and Sally to try to like maybe, I don't know, meat shield it. These cannons, the five of six now, this the sixth one that was previously uncolored is now lights up a red and the other five fire into the water. Two of which aimed at the rowboat in which Shaft is under. Two more at Mia in the air. She's an easy target. And one at Shakara holding Sally. Whew. Thought Falsy was going to get splattered there, but he's safe. <laughs> so the two that blast into the rowboat strike true. Ooh, this is a lot of dice. That's never good. <laughs> that, yeah, that's not good. It's not what you want to hear your DM say. <laughs> Need to get my calculator out for this one. Do you need a graphing calculator? Yeah, just hang on a minute. He needs to add up all that damage. Blasting this rowboat and utterly destroying it in a spray of splinters, uh, dealing 45 damage to it. It just shafted it. Basically, it explodes around. You see these two rays of red kind of blast around you, narrowly missing you as you were provided some type of cover by this rowboat, but it just splinters around you now. And Mia... Not quite as easy a target as they thought, as they only roll a 13 and a 14 on you to hit you. Yes! Just chinks off my armor. In addition to Shakara, nearly a halfway obscured in this waves, the, the brave hits the water kind of right next to you with only a 14 to hit. And vapor and steam immediately rises from where it hits into the water. So it's like a nice, refreshing spa. Yeah, you get a nice a, little steam bath. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a Scandinavian uh, experience. Shaft, you're up. Okay, no time but the present. I am uh, going to take out my potion of water breathing and chug it down. Dive down into the water and head towards the front of the ship. So I can go half speed. Yeah, that's right. How deep are you sinking? About 10 feet into the water. Well, then that's as, that's as far as you get, right? Because you moving moving 10 feet down is also 10 feet. Oh, good point. Okay. Well, I guess I should ask. I'm going to breathe in. Can I breathe water? <laughs> yeah, it does. As Campbell's name is on it. It's it certainly does work. Okay. See, I told you Campbell's the best. Shakara, 
Yeah. Sally, swim towards the rowboat. Mia, where are the others? So you, you do see Falls, Falzern has surfaced. And you for a brief moment saw a shaft in the splinters of this rowboat before he dove back under. Okay, do I see Grimby or Statdorf? No. I'm going to go back down and see if I can find them. Okay. Roll a perception. Are you going like 15 feet down, your full movement down? Yeah. Yeah, that's only a nine. You unfortunately do not see Grimby or Statdorf. And I will come back up and say... Well, again, 15 feet is your movement. Oh, okay. I'm down then. <laughs> I didn't take an action yet, right? No, that was just your movement. I too will... Can I take a potion underwater? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, we talked about this We kind of did, we, yeah, yeah. We kind of didn't remember where we landed on that. Um, so I'll take my water breathing too so I can keep searching. Okay. Balzern. Oh, boy. So uh, I've seen everything that Shakara's seen as well. Like, I, I, I know that Shaft is alive. Sally's not too far from me. But no, no idea where Grimby or Stadorf are. I think Falzern's considering doing some battlefield um, management, but doesn't want to ruin Mia's chance at doing ranged spells by casting a big fog cloud around. It would give us some time to find Captain Chum and Statdorf, but Mia couldn't keep attacking. So I think Falzern's gonna, he's seen these cannons go off and does not want to get hit by them. He's gonna go underwater as well. And I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna swim towards the wreckage, which is kind of towards my left, right? Like we got blown to the right away from the ship. So I'll go under and, and swim towards the wreckage of the ship. Maybe, maybe I'll move 15 feet to the left and look around, see if I can see any bodies floating under the waves. Sure, make a perception check. 13. You just see wooden debris, bits of pieces of what was in the cargo of the Rising 2, but you, again, do not see any sign of Grimby or Stator. Um, and then I think I will, I've only used half of my movement, right? So I could continue well, okay, to move. Again, when you guys are going underwater, keep in mind how deep you're going, because that's part of your movement too. So if you are just still on the surface and putting your head in, that's that. Then yeah, you moved. Use half your feet, but you said you went under. So I would go down a little bit because I want a bit of cover from those cannons. So maybe I'll move another, let's say, another five feet, and stay underwater. Sally tries to begin swimming to this second overturned rowboat. Now the the only one left, this rowboat. But it too, much like when Chaff was pushing, it seems to move forward of its own accord, away. From this ship, Sally tries to catch up to it. Oh, who is paddling under the rowboat? And now surfacing for the first time, you see Grimby Chum. Ooh. <laughs> he's made it to the ship, and you see he's got his axe in his hand, and he's thunked it into the side of this ship. It seems he's attempting to board. Go, Grimby. Mia, you're up. So I'm gonna fly 30 feet. So I'm like as far as shaft almost. And when I cast spiritual weapon, it says it's a bonus action. 
And then it's a bonus action for that minute, that like after I cast it, correct? To attack with it, yeah. Yes, so I can call lightning and use spiritual weapon. Uh, yeah. And my extra radiant damage. So I'm going to start targeting these guys on the right. Are any of the cannons on the right glowing currently? No, just the just the one kind of at the head of this cluster of three. That is currently the only one that's glowing. Okay, well, I'm going to target the one that's glowing, the guy that's glowing. So the two of them need to do uh, deck saves. <laughs> that is a two and a one. Yeah, okay. So they take 24 damage. Oh, boy. Nice. That was two tents. They get pushed 10 feet back. And the one that's at the glowing cannon will take 30 damage, because I'll add the six radiant damage to him. And you blast them both back, and they slump across the deck prone and down. Okay, and then I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. So I'm going to create my hammer. Or does my hammer actually leave me to do this? If If you're using a spell slot to cast Spiritual Weapon, you cast a spiritual weapon <laughs> oh it's not like a real so, so it's, it'll be like a spiritual hammer then so i will cast spiritual weapon and my spiritual hammer will make a melee attack against a creature so how how what's the range on you being able to cast the range it? is 60 feet which is why i moved up i'll just take out the first guy on the right side like the closest to that hammer right now or try to attack him Boom, boom, because within five feet. So there you go. And so I have to roll the hit. Yep. So 25. Yeah, that's a hit. Dang. It didn't even roll. It just flopped right onto a one. All right, five damage. Lame. So then as a bonus action on my turn, I can move it up to 20 feet and repeat that attack. Right, in subsequent turns. Nice job. Wow. Okay, so now these drowned blades, still you see... Serma's body is not moved since Shaft hit her with the Blista Bolt. Two blades run over to the glowing cannon to man it. The other three, one begins to aim, and another again twists and manipulates like this large dial kind of around the back of it, and they begin to glow red once more. The one cannon ready to fire will fire at Mia with a 22 to hit. That hits. 14 fire damage. And could you make a, uh, a constitution saving throw for the concentration check on your storm? Nat 20. <laughs> there you go. All right. Still up. Nice. This billow of clouds. So that would have been 23. 120 feet in the air. Still still going. Shaft. Okay. So I'm going to swim up sort of at an angle 10 feet to get up above the water. And I'm going to use the ring of the ram on... I'm going to say these guys right there. The middle set on the right side, looking at the boat. So they're up on this kind of higher tier of a deck as well. Okay. Is that, from a distance standpoint, how high up? Where they are, it's about 10 feet. Uh, where the on the lower deck, it's more like three or four from the from the water. Okay. So still 60 feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely still have the range. But I think uh, they have a bit of cover. So they'll have half cover. As opposed to the ones on the... Yeah, on the lower deck, deck, you would be fine. Yeah. I think I'll go that way then. I'll I'll go wherever I think I have the best shot. So I'll do that. The the third one's back. That's a 22. That is a hit. That's 12 points of damage. 
And then for my last five minute, five uh, feet of movement, I'm gonna dive back into the water. Okay. I feel like Mia might die. <laughs> like next hit, she's dead. Really? Mm-hmm. I already had 19 damage when we started. So I've taken 33 already. Oh damn! Heal yourself. Yeah, that's what I. It's what I'm gonna have to do. Plus, I have a bonus action now still with spiritual weapons. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Shakara, you're up. Okay, so Shakara doesn't know that Grimby Chum is currently climbing the boat, so she's still gonna be down there looking for him and Statdorf. Right, you're below the surface. That's correct. And I rolled a 19. Yeah. Again, you don't see Grimby. Are you kind of. I'm. I, well, you, I imagine you're under there like doing circles around, kind of looking yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. What would you say the distance she could see underwater would be, just out of curiosity? Uh, well, it is still um, day, so she has pretty good visibility, especially now the the, the waters and the, ex- the waves from the explosion have definitely calmed over the three or four rounds that's going on. So she has quite a, quite a bit of visibility. You can see these thick, stumpy legs kicking in the water from what could only be Statdorf pushing this other boat. Okay, so I see them. I don't see Grimby anywhere, so I'm going to assume he's surfaced somewhere else, and I will come back up. So that is, again, still just your move. I don't know if you have any other thing you could do with your action. Do I, I see Falzerin still underneath the water, and he looks like he's looking around? That's right. You would have seen him. He's Has he's moved into the more the the, the debris pile here? Yeah, you saw him as I'm well. try and get his attention and point up and point over at the rowboat and just trying to get him to go back up. Well, speaking of, falls are in the wizard. Okay. Do you want me to, do I see that? Or do you want me to make a check to see if I see that? Are you going to continue? Like, were you continuing to look around? That was my intent. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about Grimby and Statdorf. Okay, well, do, do another perception check since it's a free action. Natural 20. Okay, yeah, you certainly see Shakara motioning for you. And again, you still don't see any sign of, of Grimby in this debris field. Uh, but you too can spot past Shakara Statdorf's big Etten legs kicking in the, in the water. Okay. So I think, you know, I, I've got a pretty good look around here. And I'd also, I also want to kind of see what's going on with the people who I know are alive above the water anyway. So I'll pop up, swim up, take a look around, survey what's happening. I'm obviously close enough to see Shakara and Mia. Do I see Grimby over off in the distance against this ship? Yes, you can see him now clinging to the side of this ship in the process of boarding. All right, so I've used 10 feet of movement to come up to the surface. I think I would like to uh, swim underneath the water closer to the ship. So I'll go down 10 feet again and then I suppose I could dash to use 60 feet, but then I've got no action. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to swim on the surface to right about here, so 20 feet. Can those cannons aim like, can they only aim straight? They've, you've, see, you've seen them fire, fire into the water, so. They swivel left and right, too. They kind of swivel left and right? Okay. So I'm, I'm getting worried that there's still a lot of guys up there manning cannons, so I'm going to pull out the big guns and cast a fireball. It's got 120 feet, so I've got plenty of range. And I will try 20 foot radius, so. Right in the middle there. 
Yeah, I'll do that. That's the most bang for my buck. Okay. All right, go ahead and roll your damage. So the, the far two, they both succeed. The two in the middle both fail, and one of each on this third set of pairs that you're able to hit, one passes and one fails. 32. Woo! Dang. That is how fireball is supposed to work. <laughs> right? Does help when you have the correct number of dice. Exactly. Grimby Chum continues to claw his way to the top deck of this ship, and he finally manages to make it up and over as he crests the lip of this this shell-like boat. Because remember, this boat is not made of wood, even though it is depicted as such on our roll 20 here. And he kind of makes it under the... right where the, the two points, because remember, it had this lid that flipped up that is currently kind of up in the air. And... He's kind of right at where the the hinge would be. He kind of creeps up onto the deck. That is about as far as he can make it, unfortunately. What is the boat made out of? Like a, it almost looks like it's like a shell, like a clam, or it's like it opened up like a clam. The second rowboat continues moving away as Sally continues following Shakara's advice, swimming after it. So her and Statdorf are. <laughs> looks like maybe away. they'll get away scot free while you distract the, these cannons. Maybe start a, maybe start a family. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh, wow. With which one, Stat or Dorf? Well. Both. She loves one for his mind and one for his mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mia, what are you doing? I keep missing when you say Mia because I don't realize that's my name yet. Okay. I am going to fly 30 feet as far as I can. Straight forward at the boat. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm like at the edge. Like just barely hovering next to it. I'm going to chug my potion of greater healing, which is 4d4 plus 4. Those cannons are going to have to uh, fire at disadvantage. They could also shoot at the wizard (laughs) sitting in the water. That just fireballed them. (laughs) So I got 14 hit points back. Okay, good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I rolled one one, but I did roll a four too. So it's almost like that one cannon didn't hit me. I got the fourteen damage and then I got it back. Um, and then I'm going to use my bonus action with spiritual weapon and uh, continue blowing. Are any of the cannons glowing? Yeah, there's three on the far right. Okay, well I guess I'll just keep slugging at the guy that I was slugging at earlier. I'm sure that's a hit. Seventeen plus six. Yeah. Definitely. Nine damage. Nice job. Your spiritual warhammer just kind of raises up and smashes down on this zombie, this bloated zombie, and its undead body again crumples against the deck as another one falls. We're chipping away. Chipping away, yeah. This cannon closest to Mia, kind of on Mia's left, yet to begin glowing, but again, you see them manipulating and turning it towards her like 10 feet away and it (laughs) it glows red yeah basically point blank and it starts to glow red again oh crap at least three other ones already glowing now one of them no longer manned by a pair of these drowned blades since you just felled one it can it also it will turn it towards Mia and these other two will fire where they're already aimed towards the source of this fireball that just rocks them and will blast against the elf in the water. Uh, 
That is a 14 and a 16. So I'm going to enact uh, shield again as a reaction. So the 14 would miss. Uh, trying to remember. Mage armor brings me up to 13 and shield adds what? Five? Plus five. Also, then they would both miss. Dang. Man, that is clutch because that would have just crushed me. It's these two arcane forces clash against each other in front of you falls as your arcane shield protects you from this these two cannon blasts shaft i am going to i'm five foot under the water and i'm going to move 10 foot forward five foot up and i'm going to ring of the ram the other guy that's where the hammer is to get him off of mia 22. Yeah. Uh, nine points of damage. Good job, and you blast him back five feet away from the cannon. Still up. Mia and probably just Grimby. Well, no. So Mia and Mia, Shakara, and, and Faldi from your perspectives and kind of the, the angle at which you are and the distance at which you are in the water. Mia right up on the deck and Falzern and Shakara about 60 to 80 feet away from the boat. You see the, the I think we named it a drowned master last episode, the, the zombie with the tentacle legs that had boarded the rising too and had a bit of a skirmish with Shakara. You see it climb up onto the deck of its own boat, the, the far side of it, as it resurfaced from its own blast into the water from the deck of the rising too. And that is, again, all it can really do. So, Shakara, you're up. Everything I can do, I'm, like, way too far away. So I saw him come up on deck. Yeah, you could probably just see him from uh, from your position. Why don't you uh, call Buttercup, see if that helps. <laughs> uh, Buttercup does like the water. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water. Well, Buttercup 1 through 12 did not. So. <laughs> so as soon as I see him come up, knowing I'm too far away really to do much, I'm going to call down a moonbeam. Ooh. Ooh. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a 5-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range, which is 120 feet. Am I close enough for that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And it lasts for a minute. When a creature enters a spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain and must make a constitution saving throw. Or it takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. How big of a radius was it again? Five foot. So it's only, it's only, I'm getting the, the one guy. And then I will swim closer. Ballsy. Um, according to my count, I've got just enough range to make it to that cannon right there with a 60-foot range spell. Does that add up to you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to target the... It's it's the cannon kind of front and center right to the left of Mia. It's targeting her, and there's still two, two drowned blades there. I'm going to use Shatter, and it should be able to hit both of them. And actually, I don't know how beefy these cannons are, but it does deal damage to... It could deal damage to the cannons, it sounds like, according to the spell text. So they make a con save? Yes. Constitution saving throw. 
One of them critically failed, and the other one gets a 20. My, it's 14, so he passes. 16 damage, Leland. Okay, nice job. Although it's non-magical items, so if those cannons are magical, non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes the damage. Okay, well, you certainly do affect the deck, though, of the ship. And, of course, this thunderous boom amidst the swirling clouds and lightning strikes above and the balls of fire erupting on the deck of the ship. Can you believe what just happened? Yeah, nothing shocks me anymore. I really do like the intro and outro music. Yeah, it's Josh Jarvis. You can uh, contact him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. And the ambient sounds from Tabletop Audio really draw me into the story. Yeah, they're pretty good. Would you happen to know how to contact anybody from the party? Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to, but yeah, they're all over the damn place. They're on Twitter at Encourageable Par, Instagram and Facebook as Encourageable Party, and they got a website with a bunch of crap on it, too. EncourageableParty.com? Yeah, I think that's it. What about merchandise? Yeah, it's on the website. What about NPCs and maps of Aspara? Yeah, it's on the website. What about information about giveaways and links to the episodes? Yeah, yeah, it's all on the website. What about a good shepherd's pie recipe? There are no good shepherd's pie recipes. Well, mayhaps their sponsor, Critical Hit Design, will have some. Well, if you eat it, you'll have some happy adventuring. <laughs>